president-elect. Go, go ahead. President-elect, go ahead. Since you are attacking no, our news not you. organization, not you. can you give us a chance? Your organization you're, you're is terrible. You are attacking our news organization. Your organization is terrible. Can you give us a chance Let's to go. ask a question, sir? Can quiet, you stay? quiet. Mr. President-elect, can you give us a question? Don't be you're rude. Attacking us. Can you give us a question? Can I'm you, not going to give you a can question. You can you stay categorical? You are fake news. Sir. How many times have we heard that, right, in the last six or seven years? Pretty often. And we hear it, and it is a hallmark, actually, of something called populism. We hear a lot these days about that, about that and democracy. So what does it all mean? Well, there's a book called Has Populism Won? The War on Democracy that talks about how people don't think they are following an authoritarian leader or a totalitarian leader. But it turns out a lot of us really don't know what that means. We don't know what those definitions are. And so many members of the public are actually susceptible to that, but they don't recognize it as such. So Dan Andrash is a professor emeritus of political science at York University and the author of Has Populism One and joins us now to talk more about this. Thank you so much for joining us. Pleasure to be here. First of all, can you explain to people what exactly is it? What is populism? Well, that's really the big question. Populism really is a system of messaging and the message is uh, around uh, saying that the elites are evil and the people are good and the uh, message of the populism is based frequently on uh, hate speech and the big lies so the enemy for the populace is actually the state and uh, often other elites okay and this is something like have we seen this throughout history no, uh, populism has taken has had different faces, different characters. Uh, the populism of the 19th century, which was agrarian populism, was directed against eastern banks and monopolies and the uh, uh, Ottawa elites who used their powers to to uh, discriminate against uh, the West and other parts of the country, favoring Ontario. That's the message of the historians. And how do you think it, how does it seduce people? Like what is it psychologically that attracts the public? Well, I think that uh, populism today really has a reserve army of, uh, a huge reserve army of voters because uh, hyper-globalization in the, uh, over the last 30 years, So despite the promise that everyone was going to benefit from free trade and open markets, of course, that was that was simply not the case. Hundreds of thousands of people lost their jobs. They lost uh, a standard of living. Uh, They feel neglected. They feel angry. And they look to uh, charismatic leaders to lead them out of this mess. Okay, and are you seeing hallmarks of that? Like, are there other countries? Like, is, is this happening everywhere? Well, in our book, Has Populism Won? Of course, it is a global phenomenon today. 36 countries have elected populist governments. In opposition, the populists are very significant. We're looking at India. We're looking at uh, Hungary. We're looking at Poland. Uh, we're looking at Mexico. We're looking at uh, uh, Brazil under Bolsonaro. Uh, we're looking at the United States. We're looking at Britain. So populism at a time of economic uh, uncertainty and uh, economic uh, 
a, a hardship for many people following on the uh, COVID pandemic. Uh, they they have a very large audience and they have leaders. Uh, they use hate speech and social media to aggressively attack the most vulnerable people in society. Interesting. All right, Daniel, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me.